Welcome back to Small State Big Takes. This is episode 44. We are here currently one man short. Josh is celebrating his anniversary in Disneyland. He may join in in a bit. We will find out. See Scott, opening big take. What do you got? Opening big take. Another shout out to Josh. One year of marriage. Congrats. Soon that will be you, Oliver, uh, getting married. So congrats to you soon enough. Um, But my big take today uh, is that I'm very sad. First of all, that Tyler Skaggs died. That's terrible. Um, But also, the 84 Tavern on Canal is no longer. uh, Rest in peace also to the greatest panko chicken I've ever had in my life. I just, I, it's like a shock that it's no longer going to be there. It's like a once every two weeks restaurant, and I just am shocked and blown away. It's I've gone. literally never even heard of that place. So what's your oh. take? It's so good, dude. It's like the fucking best. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could say it's the best restaurant in Westerly. Gilly could add on to this point, but it's up there. Yeah, it's consistent. Always good. You know, always like, you know, you're never going to get a fucked up meal there. Yeah. Good atmosphere. Like, Breezing Hen, you, you, you might get, like, plastic in your chicken. Really? That's happened to me twice. <laughs> what kind of chicken? You went back after it happened the first I time? Did. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, it was, uh, I don't know the name of the chicken. It was, like, I don't know. It was, like, a chicken di- a chicken dinner kind of thing. Okay. mashed potatoes and stuff. Ooh. Piece of plastic in it. Like, a piece of, like, wrapper. The craziest part here is that you it happened to you, and then you went back and were like, yeah, let's get the same thing, and then it happened again. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's something. I'm very forgiving sometimes, and it's not good. <laughs> Prison head, no. So is there is there a take in there somewhere? Yeah, uh, it's a, the take is that I'm really sad that 84 Tavern's gone, Fucking and it shouldn't take. be. Unbelievable take. Just, yeah, shout out, this is a Rhode Island podcast, and this is Shouting out Southern Rhode Island right now. Rest in peace to a mainstay in the Westerly restaurant area. I feel bad because I never got their any of their beers after they became like a brew house or ale house or whatever. That was recent too. That that was like this year. Yeah. Nothing. I I don't know. I feel I'm sure that that did not take off well. That was like a weird move that they added that. Yeah, I wonder what that was. That was like a desperation move or what? Yeah, they're just brewing there too. In the back. Oh, no way. Their own beer? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they expected that to take off instantly. How could it go so awry? Rest in peace. A lot of changes downtown Westerly. Yeah, things are just... All right, what you got, Gilly? Big take. This is is based on a rumor. Let's stick with the downtown Westerly theme. Um, <laughs> I like it. Round. Um, the old Twisted Vine bar is going to become a bakery. Is that, is that a take or a truth? I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. I like it. It's just, just more, just another leak. Another, uh, another good. <laughs> first it was Kemba. Now it was Twisted Vine becoming uh some type of bakery. 
I want to say. Yeah, I thought I I didn't hear the name. But I, Sorry, I, I can bury you here really over Hurricane Steve. <laughs> oh, that's going to sound lovely in the headphones. Let's see. Other takes, though? Let me see. Let me see. Got a few other ones that I've been sitting on for a while. Um, trying to think of ones that I shouldn't say without Josh being here. Oh, one for three of us, because we're all Patriots fans. Big take for you. This is completely off the cuff. No no warm lead in terms of any Patriots talk scheduled, I don't think. But uh, Ryan Allen, I think this is the year he loses his punter job, and Jake Bailey is the new Patriots punter. Is he a lefty? No, he's not. Ooh, that'd be a bit... That, you know, that makes it a really big take in my eyes. It is, but he's also like... Literally, arguably the most prolific punter of the last like ten years in college football. All right, we'll we'll see. Jake Bailey, I like it. Yeah, that's right. Remember the name. I like it. I like it a lot. I wrote that down like a few months or uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about. I think we talked about NFL a little bit, and I sat on it. And I'm I'm glad I waited until this moment. <laughs> Oliver, what do you got? Okay. Um. Well, as of this moment, Kawhi has not signed yet. And since it was the NBA free agency madness, I'm going NBA take. And if Kawhi loves America, he won't sign with the Lakers. He'll stay with the Raptors. And they will literally be like eight to ten teams that have a chance of reaching the finals and winning, which would be awesome. Fully dependent on him loving America or not? Yeah, that's the that's really so, the only thing that matters here. So if he loves America, he'll sign with the one Canadian team. You got it in the National Basketball <laughs> Bingo. Interesting. Nail right on the head there. That is that's a take. I still want him to the clip. Uh, yeah, the Clippers. Clippers, sure, that's fine. Literally twenty nine other teams out there that would make the league awesome. If he goes to the Lakers, it's gonna. Be... You're probably, Are they automatic favorites if they, if they land him? They're probably favorites without him. I think they are right now, to be honest. I don't know what my problem is, and maybe it's because I'm not the most basketball literate guy, but I'm not that afraid of LeBron anymore. I can't believe I just said that, but it's true. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he keep ruined things tank. last year. He did. He's the reason that they didn't work out, in my opinion. He, he got selfish, he tried to tamper, and it backfired. We had a great core, and to appease LeBron, once again, a GM fucking blew it all up, and look what they got. Now it's LeBron and Kuzma and frickin' AD and desperation, please come to LA moves. So, to at the end of the day, my take is... <laughs> no, no, it's all about Oliver. No, yeah. well, I wanted to get to the take. Oh, you didn't even take her. That wasn't your take. That wasn't a take. That was just building up. That was a build up. Okay. So we call build up in the biz. It's just suspense right now. Right. My big take is that no NBA team will get sixty wins. That is a big take. Okay. Who comes to the closest? Who has the most wins? Um. In the West. I'll go with the Lakers with or without Kawhi. Although the Trailblazers just got um, really interesting with Hassan Whiteside in there. I 
wish Josh was here for that. Hey, did you see his tweet? He's now a Celtics fan. Uh, yes, that now that's a big, big take. That's a big commitment. I just don't under. <laughs> I hope Josh listens so he can explain this. But I don't. I don't get that. I don't get it either. Hassan Whiteside, the one guy who's like giving up on the <laughs> that <laughs> franchise, and he's the one that's the final straw. Maybe he just needed an excuse to get out. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Which you know, whatever. I respect that power move. All right. So we and, putting money on Josh listening to the fucking podcast. Um. If he does, it'll be like um, on his flight on Wednesday. What are we saying? I Is say that there's like a seventy percent chance he does. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to too. At least the beginning, like this part. So yeah, he'll hear this. He might get bored. Who knows? Side so note: I'm going through year by year, and although not many teams win more than sixty games, the like, last time no one has was 2011 to 2012. See, that's kind of a long time ago. Oh, wait. That was a shortened season. That was only 66 games, so that's why. Hey. I apologize. Big question for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. How, how long will D'Angelo Russell be a warrior? One year. Then he gets traded. You think he, he lasts the whole year? Yeah. I think so, because I don't think they're going to get max value for him. Yeah. During the deadline or anything like that. Uh, rewind just a second before I give my take. Do you know who had the least amount of wins in that lockout season? What uh, year? So 2011, 2012? It was... It might have been Kemba's first year. The Bobcats? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many wins they had? <laughs> I don't know. It was Eight. bad. <laughs> Under oh, 10, yeah. Yeah, it was 7. Uh, and I know that because in 2K13, I would always pick the Bobcats to start my team with because you would get the most experience for getting, like, 5 more wins than last year, 10 more wins than last year, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. in year mm-hmm. 1. So you just, like, get so many team experience things to blah, blah, blah. And, it, yeah, fun fact. D'Angelo Russell... I don't know. You know what? I'll say two years, actually. Like, I, I, a year and a half. I don't see... Uh, I think he's I think he's fine there for the contract. Like, actually, there's a big take, I guess. Four years? Yeah. They talked about the, already... The whole point of signing him was to trade him. Yeah. He's, like, fully aware. He's not, he's not going to last. That's what I don't get, though. I don't understand what his logic is. It's like, all right, you're agreeing to be with the Warriors for a year, maybe a year and a half, and then they trade you to whoever... Like, how right. that? What's the point of that, dude? I mean, or I could have chosen. I hate to not. be uh, Captain Obvious, but I think it really just depends how he plays, too. Like, if he stinks out loud, nobody's going to want to trade for him, right? He's still a young enough point guard, and at that point, I don't know. But now, but now he's got that contract with him. Yeah, but still, he's like he's with twenty three right now. Yeah, I think that. I mean, that offense, he should be fine in for the time being, at least until Clay comes back. That's the thing, though. You think that they're a good fit? I don't. You got Clay, no, weird. Steph, and right. D'Lo. Like, I don't like that. Like, sure, Steph and D'Lo, that'll do. Take some heat off of Steph for the next season, because or else Steph is going to get burnt out and probably hurt himself if he tries to put up 60 wins solo. Yep. I don't know. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he's ever going to. Sorry, I hear my own echo. I don't know how D- D'Angelo and uh, Clay. I know you said that, but are ever going to mesh? 
with, when if Clay ever comes, you know, when Clay does come back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. I it's interesting that D'Angelo made that choice instead of the other options. I guess the other options weren't great. I think the Pacers were interested, but they obviously they traded for uh they just signed and traded with Mal- for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so maybe they got wind that D'Angelo wasn't interested, so they figured right. out another plan. The Suns, the Suns assigning Ricky Rubio to a three or sixty million dollar deal is like one of the weirdest moves. Yeah, what the All fuck right, was so that? That's what I want to get to. Um, just we're obviously there's so many people that had deals and everything, so we're not going to get to everyone. But as far as the weirdest signing extension trade, what do you think the we- does that top your weird list, Gilly? Of Ricky Rubio? Yeah. It's up there. It's like, why would you... I, it really doesn't make sense to me. It's like you have a young team with a young core, and I like Ricky Rubio, don't get me wrong, but it's like, Suns are not ready to win. And now they're paying Ricky Rubio $20 million a year to be the point guard alongside Devin Booker. I don't know. I thought D'Lo cool. was a great fit there. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. But that's up there. What about you guys? What do you guys think in terms of super weird ones? Super weird one off the top of my head. Uh, I don't mind. All right, go ahead. Let me think a little bit. Al Horford. That would shock me. Yeah, it's a bummer. I don't think – sadly, I don't think it's weird. I actually think it's a really, really good fit for him and the team, which stinks to say because there's probably 25 teams in the league that I wouldn't care if he went to when he went to one of the ones where you're just like, I kind of have to, like, hate you now. I read something that was like, um, the only man that can stop Embiid is now playing with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though. That's what that's what like yeah. Loki kind of scares me because one, they can manage Embiid way better now with Horford there, and two, everything that Horford did to to shit on him, like now he like he's, him. he's like a he's like a perfect mentor for Embiid almost. In my eyes, and then I have to worry about like that's, and that's leaving why I like, out there all the time. That's why, like, I kind of understand why they overpaid him because I do think it's an overpay. Don't get me wrong, over almost thirty million dollars a year, but I think well, it's going to be worth it for them. Actually, it's interesting though. It's only like four years, ninety-seven million. Why did we and see one hundred nine? Or because it's twelve million dollar bonus if they win the championship. Weird. Oh. Okay. You know what that trade reminded me, or that signing? I'll play, go in a Are second. Are you say Ray Allen? No, baseball comp for the Red Sox. John, guy Damon? that killed the Red Sox. No, Carl Crawford. No, no, that's guy a good that one. Though. Killed Pretty the Red close. Sox and they signed him. Yep. And and it worked out well or no? Um, John Lackey. It kind of did. John Lackey. That's the guy. Oh uh, yeah. That's why I was on the fence. Like, yeah. I guess it worked out. He, we got a ring, and he played really well. Yeah, in the end, it worked out. And then it ended badly, obviously, but it was still worth it. But yeah, that's what that yeah, reminded me of. All right, weird, I, I think the weirder steal, and I'm I'm going extension here because or resign, I guess. Tobai Harris, man. Oh, true. One hundred eighty million dollars for him. There are so many mixed reports too out of Philly, where it's like. At first, I heard that they didn't even offer Jimmy Butler the max, and then earlier today, I was hearing that they offered him the five-year max, which is that much money. 
Um, actually, even more. I think it's five years, one ninety-seven. One, yeah. But um, but then he just like was like, no, I want to go to Miami. Uh, but that is a weird move. I don't, especially because there was one thing too where I was I kept reading, like and hearing, like nobody oh, knew what was going on with Tobias Harris. Like it was like a mystery where it was just like doesn't seem like there's a lot of interest in him. And I feel like the Seventy Sixers outbid themselves. Yeah, that is just that is so much money. He's like a borderline All Star in the East. Right. It's like what? Like how do you justify giving that? You know what I mean? Like I, I like him as a player. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's solid and interesting. But come on, how much is Tristan Thompson getting from the? Like, he's from also the, uh... like they just don't have shooters at all. If there's anything that the Seventy Sixers lack in its shooters. Tobai Harris, what a weird career, by the way. He came into the league really young, so he's been around for a while. Tristan Thompson. Yeah, but like, all right, so... This is the last year of his deal. Yeah. Wow. Five years, $82 million was his contract. Damn. You know what? That was the last contract uh, that I thought was just fucking outrageous, like, in my mind, and now it doesn't seem that bad. And that was just LeBron taking care of him because of... Right. Watch sports, too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll get shooters, though. They can get cheap shooters. The one interesting thing I, I've been hearing, though, is, like... I guess they could have helped facilitate, or if they had the option, and Jimmy Butler's like, it's a toss-up between Miami and Houston. Um, I heard people that were like, oh, yeah, take Josh Richardson all day over um, trading for Eric Gordon if you're doing a sign-and-trade with Jimmy Butler to either of those teams. And I thought that was interesting because I don't think it's that obvious. I'd be like, ooh, Eric Gordon, kind of a J.J. Redick replacement. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who I'd rather have. I do like Josh, Josh Richardson, but... Uh, it's interesting, but, I mean... If he's your best shooter, he might be in trouble. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, I, I love Al, but he's not... He had, like, one career year with us in terms of shooting from three, but other than that, he's been... He's, like, okay, don't get me wrong. He's, like, functional, but... Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Who's Who started that? Lou Merloni? Merloni. All right, he's obviously an above-average player. But okay. Oh no, Oliver, don't do this. I, he just didn't live up to the money. That's all. What? Who's this? Horford? Al Horford? Are you kidding you me? Mean? I don't think he lived up to the money. Are you joking? Oh my god. Yeah, I disagree, Oliver. I'm sorry. Really? Don't do us all a favor and don't tweet that because you're going to get dragged. <laughs> but not by uh, a certain former listener because he has been blocked. Oh, <laughs> but I will not. That's why. That's wild that actually. you didn't. Think yeah, what the fuck? You don't he was it. worth a max contract, really? Wait, 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 do you mean worth what the sign contract he signed with the Celtics? Yeah, he wasn't worth that. What? I just don't. He's what brought Gordon Hayward here. I would have done it. I would do it again. If that makes sense, but he wasn't like a like. He, it's not like he played out of his mind the whole time he was here. Dude, he provided so much value. Just, like, things you can't, like, measure in terms of just, like, literally the defensive anchor. Like, we would be, we would have been terrible. Oh, by the way, next year with Kemba Walker and Enos Cantor defending the pick and roll, that's going to be a treat to watch. <laughs> Isn't Enos, Enos Cantor, like, one of the worst defensive players in the league? Or big men, anyway? Yeah, he's terrible at it. Oh, actually, we said that to Sosa earlier too. Where it's like, and Kemba just—he's kind of a matador. But like, 
at two years, ten million, it's <laughs> kind of hard to not take him. True, you could always move it. Uh, I mean, Steve, what was your? You didn't even told us your crazy trade or weirdest your signing weird yet. Guy? Oh, oh, um, yeah, the Horford was, but you know what? I also was thinking, uh, Harrison Barnes getting paid again. Yeah, yeah, and the weirdest part was him posting a picture of him missing a shot. Really? Well, I, I didn't see that. You see that? Oh, and is wait, Harrison Barnes on the Kings, right? Yeah. Yeah, he posted a picture like announcing he was staying, and you could clearly see the ball like just climbed <laughs> off the rim and did not go in. <laughs> like that's probably the most Harrison Barnes thing. How did he get paid again? How I just how? Oh, I don't think they had other options. You know what I mean? Who else wants to sign in Sacramento? So it's like overpay him slightly because he's still he's good, but he's not. I mean, I don't think he did yeah. that much money, but. I don't know. I, f- I figured they were just like, well, this is kind of it. That's fucked up. And it's just like, we'll just make Harrison Barnes a very highly paid player. Again. It's wild. What is, what is like a 24-hour period for the NBA? More than that now. It was wild, dude. It still is. We still even know where Kawhi's going. The whole league could shake up depending on where he goes to. Oh, I hope he goes to the Clippers so bad. Just I to... Guess- do you see that it keeps like trending that Kawhi to the Lakers, Kawhi to the Lakers? Yeah, you see, there's like a, a Reddit user that supposedly tweeted out that he has inside information um, of okay. Kawhi to the Lakers. And he's like, it seems like he's like a legit contributor to like the Lakers Reddit community. But Ooh. speaking of know. inside information, remember when we were the first people to say Kemba Walker's confirmed going to the Celtics? Because I remember. True. Yeah, you guys don't get enough credit for breaking the news. Boston, dude, what was it? What was it? Just fucking red. Small imagine, state takes that word. Imagine in parentheses. Yeah. Credit. credit. <laughs> please credit. Yeah, please. Uh, I know. Okay. We, we could have done that and just kept commenting about it on everyone. Please credit. <laughs> please credit. The worst, yeah. if there's a bad thing about this, though, is that that little fucking rat tweeted out who it was from. And maybe, and obviously, yeah. you're going to take it down if something like that, you know. But that's annoying because I feel like that could have, like, that could have been a viral, that, that all viral. That could have, like, it was only up for a few hours, and it had it had a lot of interactions. It had like five thousand interactions, which, hey, for a little small potty podcast, that ain't bad. It's pretty pretty good traction there. We gained some followers in that time, too. Yeah, and we're almost to 100. We got raking them in, baby. Got some good followers, starting to spread the fan base a little bit. Now we're getting Celtics up in here. You know, becoming a big NBA pod. Because it doesn't help that the Red Sox are abysmal right now. And I guess we can get to that later, if we want to even talk about it. We might need to pivot and make our photo something different. (laughs) (laughs) And Bruins. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bruins, though, did you guys see uh, whatever his name, Akari Achari? I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Rhode Island, right? Yeah, yeah. Hendrickson kid. Yeah, he signed somewhere. I can't remember where it was. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but I tried. Put some Bruins in there. Yeah, I don't know. Panthers. Yeah, I knew it was Florida. Why didn't I just say it? Stick with your gut. Was it like a big contract or no? No, it was like, I, th- I actually think it was one year, five million. 
Oh no, three year, five million. That's what it was. Rob, five million total. Isn't that crazy? Comparison to all these random NBA guys. Yeah, it's like everybody's saying, "Hey, grow up and play baseball." It's like no. maybe, but basketball's enough. If you're if you're gifted enough to be blessed with height and athleticism, go play basketball. Don't play baseball. Take Actually, it's care. tough though. It is tough because there's um, not, obviously there's not nearly as many players that get there. Exactly, that's the thing. It's like, all right, so you're one of what is it? How many? Let's, how many guys? Twelve say, guys on a roster? Yeah, let's say ten that are like you know legit, solid, legit contracts. You know, so you have to be one of the top three hundred in the world. basketball players in the world. That's Whereas tough. that's only like. What, six or seven MLB teams, but you have to put in your time with the MLB to get paid like serious time. True, true. We're talking like what, six, seven, eight years. What fraction of MLB players are making like a hundred million plus compared to NBA, or even like I don't know, million plus? You know what I mean? Like there are more higher paid players per. Capita for NBA, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Are there any? Were there any uh, moves that you guys are like, wow, it's a really good move? Like, wow, it's a bargain? Because I have two. What you got? I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll start. I'll go Pat Beverly for three years, forty million. Give me that all day. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh yeah, dude. You don't think so? What? The reason they waited, I don't know. I think they purposely waited to to be like. Uh... What's going on with him in terms of Kawhi and things like that? And I think they realized that they might not get him, so that's why they threw some money at Pat. I get that, but like, I, I he's thirty. I don't know. Yeah, I like his but, grit and stuff. He, and stuff like that. Yeah, don't you think? I don't know. In comparison to a lot of these other contracts and what's been, you know, what's going out there, I think a top maybe five defensive guard in the league. If not, you know, top three. I, I, I'll, say top uh, five. I'll say top five. Okay. Borderline top five defensive guard in the league. Who can definitely get inside people's heads. He's like Lance Stevenson, what Lance Stevenson wants to be, basically. I like it. And um, coming off arguably a career year, I think Brooke Lopez at three years, I think it was like $50 million, Also a very good deal. Uh, where do you go? Back to Milwaukee. Yeah, he said. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Four, oh, four year, 52. Okay, so it's even better than I thought. <sighs> so those are a couple deals I liked. Yeah. I liked um, Kevon Looney for three years, 15. That was really good. Yep. Agreed. That's awesome. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Brooke Lopez in terms of doing what he like replicating what he just did kind of to be honest like it was that. crazy and wild and i mean you're, you're right like 52 for four years isn't like insane um but i mean he's making half the money horford is basically yeah Completely but i mean they're very players. yeah exactly it's like i don't know yeah and horford like i mean i'm sorry Lopez, it's like he in the playoffs, like he was kind of weird in the sense that it's like he just became this this sniper, but then that's all he was doing. 
Like he was in his prime when he was with the Nets and even in that year with the Lakers. It's like he was like a, probably almost like uh, Al Jefferson-esque where he was probably like a top five to ten offensive like post game. Uh, he was big a beast. Man. Exactly. And it's just like offensively He's and like defensively. like a walking 2020. Yeah. Well, defensively, like he isn't the greatest. I understand that. But like, come on. Like, I don't know. They they really didn't use him in the ways that I thought they should have just to break everything up. But I don't know. Like, uh, just seemed weird. I know the Bucks needed shooters to space the floor for Giannis, but that's a it's an interesting move. I don't know. I don't think the, the Bucks got better, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're kind of just they're just chilling still. I think Brogdon losing Brogdon really hurts. I think he's better than Bledsoe. Where'd he go? Brogdon to the Pacers. Pacers, Pacers oh. are going to be a sneaky team this year, I think. Yeah. Oladipo. If, if and... Oladipo's back, yeah. Jeremy Lamb too, baby. True. He's he's low. He's sneaky solid. He is. Not bad. You say Lamb or Lynn? Oh, Lamb. Lamb. Who part of the James Harden deal? Part of the UConn team was in a part of time. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. They... All right, a lot of so other interesting what are, what deals, are though. about like... these Nets, the Nets? Real quick. Yeah, what you got to say? What you thinking? Uh, it's just kind of funny how after all these years of making fun of the Nets for making arguably the worst trade in... For, like, <laughs> one of the worst sports trades ever. Is that, like, that... I don't think that's an exaggeration. That comes up, and right. now that, and now you can argue that the Nets are in a better position to win than the Celtics are. Maybe not eh, this. Maybe whoop. not. Maybe not this year with Durant being out, but going forward, for sure. Yeah. It's just you know, just how well, how it works. I guess. I mean, the the thing to take away in that sense, though, to me, is that it's really kind of doesn't matter in terms of what the GMs are doing anymore. It's all just about what the players want. It's the, that's why it's the player empowerment era yep. in terms of the stuff that like that. Like if Danny Ainge can put them in the, the best spot possible, but at the end of the day, Kyrie doesn't want to be here, then uh, it's irrelevant. Agreed. I want a quick little what-if scenario for you. I was thinking about this recently. Uh, last night, I think after Al Horford signed with Philly, I was really sad, and then I was just playing lots of what-if dangerous <laughs> games in my head. Um <laughs> But hear me out, and I know this is—it's impossible to say. It's very unfair to say on a lot of this, but I'm just doing it anyway. What if last year, um, when the Spurs were still shopping Kawhi, Danny Ainge actually went for it, traded what was rumored was to be um, not even Tatum, but just Jalen Brown and a couple like assets and picks. Um, So maybe we lose like a young guy um, and a couple of the guys we just drafted, and possibly the. uh, the Memphis Grizzlies pick um, for next year. So, say we get Kawhi. What if after that we become the Raptors, essentially, and see the opening, everything falls as it does with all the injuries to the Warriors and everyone else falls apart and we're able to win the NBA championship. Okay? Like, oh, you're thinking, like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And then, this is where it gets crazy, then what if we, by succeeding and Whatever players, if Jalen Brown's not in the situation, maybe it's a different dynamic within the team. And Kyrie Irving is, I don't know, maybe not a better leader per se, but more well received by the locker room. He's the number the two room. in that situation. True, the but at the same time, as well. 
what if as long as he's just like happier in that situation right then we could be looking at ourselves right now as having Kyrie and being able to to basically choose between or see who wants to come and join Kyrie among Kawhi staying or Kevin Durant coming here <coughs> no i'm with you damn isn't that like crazy to think like it, it obviously it's asinine but at the same time it's not like it's not like too outlandish to be like, well, I don't know. I think it's within the realm of possibilities. That's I think so too. That's a Josh yeah. Martin conspiracy theory for the ages, right there. I know. That could have been. He would have loved to hear that thing. That could. And yeah. then we're then we're the next dynasty. <clears throat> that could have been something. It really was. How far with the... Jalen Brown? That's it. And some um... other stuff. Some other assets. It wasn't much more. I'm pretty sure Jalen Brown is the centerpiece. And people are saying they didn't want to give up. I was probably part of that. Those people actually are saying they didn't want to give up Jalen Brown for one year at Kawhi. Well, that's. A, I mean, to be honest, I agreed with you at the time. I think where it's just like right. It was a situation where it was like you didn't even know how healthy Kawhi was, slash if he was willing to play basketball. You right. know what I mean? Agreed. So it's just like. <clears throat> How good would the Raptors have been if they had not traded DeMar in that scenario? I mean, you're looking at a Warriors-Bucks finals, I think, for sure. And If we had Kawhi? Oh, we had Kawhi in this scenario? Yeah, like the, uh, the Gilly scenario. No, yeah, they don't probably make it out of the second round. They're probably similar to the Celtics this year. Performance-wise. Wild. It was wild. And I, I just saw, supposedly it would have been Jalen Brown, um, a pick or two, and then, um, uh, sorry, a sign-and-trade with uh, Marcus Smart. So that's not ideal. But at the same time, it's like, all right, if you get Kawhi in a championship, then it's right. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to give up for sure. But like you said, if you get Kawhi and championship – and you still have Kyrie, and you have the possibility of either Plan B being Kevin Durant. I mean, come on. If like say you know if Kawhi leaves, and then your Plan B is just to sign Kevin Durant, that would right? have been that would have been something. Would have been something. You know, imagine that you run it back, and you're just like instead of Kawhi. You went with, although I guess Kevin Durant is injured in this situation, right? So you probably take a year off of being a championship contender, I mean, but at the same time, are. well, do you have Gordon Hayward in this scenario? Then, oh yeah, you still yeah, have him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Wild. wild. I can't even fathom having KD. Like, I, I, I want that so bad. I wonder if we're really number two when he signed with Golden State at this point. It's like, how do you go yeah. from? Being like the number two choice of like a guy like that, and is like in probably one of the most like exciting slash like anticipated free agency sagas, and then like there's not even a thought that you would go back to like that that second place team in your free agency sweepstakes. Like was it two two or three years ago? Uh, when was it? it was yeah. They won two and lost one with KD, right? Yes. They, they won the first year two, deal? and then they lost last year. 
Well, it was two-year was... deal option, two-year deal option, that kind of stuff. The, Le- yeah, the LeBron contracts. Crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy. I'm playing, I'm playing 2K right now, and Kevin Durant is on my team with the Magic. I have a, I have a Magic team. Magic <laughs> uh, franchise. Weird I played with uh, with Kemba last night. Oh, yeah. How to feel? That gets me back to uh, what I wanted to say. Do you remember pre-Al Horford when it was, like, unfathomable for the Celtics to bring in a free agent? And now it seems like they're bringing in free agents, like, every other year. It's pretty crazy. I'm, well, talking, like, I'm talking, like, free... big-name free agents. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Al Horford and Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker. Before those guys, can you really remember a f- big free agent signing that the Celtics had? Don't know. Mm, not a traditional one. Right? I can't think of one. But I also can't remember who like anybody I wanted. But then again, I wasn't always the biggest NBA fan, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like <laughs> the biggest one in terms of like our generation. It's like, cause Garnett was traded for, Ray Allen was traded for. Although each of those guys, although Ray Allen not so much, it was KG that we needed like essentially permission for an extension. Yep. Because um, he didn't want to go there, but that team had James Posey. Yeah, that was they. They signed a, him. But like, was that a huge deal at the time? No, I mean, but it was, it was like, probably significant. The biggest, yeah. probably the biggest of the last fifteen years, though. And other than that, you're right. I mean, well, that's the that's the beauty of the Celtics for a stretch, though, because even in like the classic like nasty '80s and whatnot, it's all they were homegrown. just was homegrown, just drafted and traded for talent. Actually, the biggest splash, I would say, and this is, I think I, I'm stealing this from, from Bill Simmons in terms of talking about this is, like, one of the biggest moves in Celtics history that, like, didn't really work out, but it was exciting at the time, was signing, signing uh, Dominique Wilkins. I was just reading up on that confession yes. time. Never knew that happened. What? Me either. I have no, I had no idea yeah. right now. That was news yeah. to me. It was only, like, one year, I think. He played, like, for the team? Yeah. What year was that? It's like nineties, mid nineties. Probably like right after, right after we were born. I was like ninety five ish. Because Larry Bird must have been. That is something else. Yeah, right. That was news to me. That's just fucking insane. Another fun fact: Rasheed Wallace played one game for the Hawks. True. What do you drop like? Ton of points too, right? Yeah. <laughs> get traded immediately. Another fun fact: uh, small state big takes broke Kemba Walker. People forget that. People don't even understand. People forget. Also, side note: speaking of Dominique, this is another reason why he was relevant and on my mind recently. He, I'm pretty sure he's a like one of the examples of guys that ruptured their Achilles, and after that, they were not the same at all. Just flamed out. Yeah, so 
Sorry to KD. That's another thing that I've heard people kind of speculate too. It's like, well, do you really want KD? It's like, yeah, I think the answer is yes. You, you <laughs> run the risk and you're like, okay, this is probably like a top 10 to 15 player of all time. It's like you do whatever it takes to get him. And even if it's, yeah, even if he can't move as well, it's like what? He's still probably at least to the level of Dirk, right? Like in terms of, oh, yeah. Like a prime Dirk where it's like, okay, KD can still shoot lights out like crazy. I don't know. At the least. Yeah. It's piece prime dirt. Because you already with yeah, I completely agree. And then you, like that whole thing about the Knicks like coming out and saying like, yeah, they were never prepared to offer him like a max contract. Like what? Yeah, that's insane. Oh what a, what a PR nightmare. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, unfathomable. I watched that Stephen A. Smith rant. I've been like so funny, dude. The Knicks like <laughs> a month ago went from dreaming about Zion, Kyrie, and KD to having Julius Randle and fucking who's the point guard they signed? Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, I like that. I like Alfred Payton to be honest. Me too. I don't like. I don't think what the, the everything else that they're doing makes no sense to me. I cause... mean, I'm just comparing it to what they had in mind a month ago. It's hilarious. I'm sure I, I don't know much about Alfred Payton, besides it is crazy hair. Could, he's not bad. Could he was be, nasty at the end of the season last year. Yeah, he could he'd be like good. a ton of triple doubles. I'll, you know what? If he was on the Knicks, I'd be pulling for him. But you know what? I gotta be honest with you. I watched that whole Stephen A. Smith meltdown on Twitter, like the the video, and I like I had a little laugh on it, and then I was like, I, I kind of like it made, it made me kind of anxious. I was like, man. It, this guy's been waiting his whole life. I can't even fathom that happening to us. Like that would be the worst. I didn't like scenario. how it ended, to be honest. What what happened? Yeah, I forgot. Didn't he what did he say? He like said something that was a little ominous or was like, ooh, that was dark Stephen A. Well, oh. He just sounded very depressed. The whole time he just No, but he like said something where he's just like, I don't know what I'll do. He can't take it anymore. Are you okay? I'm just like, what? This is the last straw for him. Yes, I understand you're sad, but it's the next dude. Yeah, I know. What do you want more to you? you it's a terrible. I don't franchise. know what you expect out of like it's been this long. What makes you think they're gonna change? Side note: I'm scrolling through uh, Twitter right now to see if I missed anything. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in 2014, when the Red Sox were trading Lester, that it was rumored they would get Josh Bell? No. no. You're finding that on Twitter now in yeah, cause... June of July of 2019? Well, he had two home runs in one inning, and Red Sox stats goes, I'd love to know how close that Lester for Josh Bell trade was back in 2014, and if it was blocked, because trading Lester for a prospect would have been a bad visual. So, things to think about. What if? It is a what if. I don't know. I'm happy it didn't happen though, because we got Moreland and other people. True. I don't, who knows if we win it all if we're waiting for Josh Bell to get his act together? Yeah, we, right. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I if, what, yeah. I like to have now. You though. don't have you don't have Porcello. <laughs> you don't have Porcello either. In that scenario, that's true. Unless I, I don't know what else you would have traded for Porcello. Maybe that was just a guy they wanted to get. But that's interesting. Though was was Josh Bell like he would have been like the the main piece of that trade? Yeah, he he would have been like what 
19, 20 years old by then, at that time. He's 26 now, I think. I'll tell you what, though. Early Josh Bell was not, like, a big power prospect. He's an outfielder originally, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, a little bit of first base. Then they kind of filled out. It's like, oh, maybe he'll be a power dude now. Like, this year. (laughs) Prior to this year, I think he, like, maxed out, like, 22 home runs. Even in the minors, he didn't hit many. So, enjoy it while it lasts, Oliver, as <laughs> sabermetricians would say. Another fun fact from Red Sox stats. He's all over my timeline right now. He must have a lonely night. Ben Benintendi hit 12 home runs in his first 290 playing appearances of last year. He has hit 11 in 710 played appearances since then. Hmm. So, not that good. Not that good. Uh, how do you guys feel about Benny? Nowadays, I feel like we're still waiting. Mm. Sadly, I don't know. Was, I mean, like that's kind of might be it in terms of like the ceiling. Well, not, not that necessarily like the uh, ceiling. I think he'll hit for more average, but at the same time, it's like I think the power is pretty much as yeah good as it's going to get. I don't think I, he's ever going to hit more than twenty five home runs. Agreed. I think. Yeah, I, I think. So think I think he's just like a barely walk. He's like. I don't think he's going to be a consistent 20 bad guy either. I think he's going to be like a 20, 10, like, you know, 290, 20 home runs, 10 steals, 80 RBIs. Is he our version defense. of David Dahl? I think he's done more than David Dahl has, even though Dahl's had a really good first half. Yeah, but, I mean, His Dahl de- really hasn't had a chance. Yeah, and... Until this year. I don't know if yeah, he's true. looked at... Uh, Last time I checked, David Dahl's bat bip was like over 400. It was ridiculous. Dahl's batting like three, I don't know, 20 something, right? He's doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, he's still 395 is his bat bip. That's. <laughs> he's batting. Uh, his batting average is 317. Okay. So. I don't know. I don't know about Benny. I like yeah. him. He's uh, back to David Dahl. He's a 370 hitter at home and a 260 hitter away. Core's effect. That makes sense. Shout out to David Dahl. You think De- I, I wonder what Devers' ceiling is. Oof, I think we're just scratching the surface, man. Mm. Devers is going to be a better player than Benintendi is all around. I agree, actually, yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, so. I think if you say that at this point last year, you're saying I'm crazy, but right, you know, Devers had some growing pains last year, as probably expected, because when he came up the year before that, he was right. He came up in 2017, right? He yeah, he's been up for this is his second full season. Yeah, full. Because he came up in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not going crazy. That makes sense, because it was... 2016. was one year before him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was Ortiz's last year. 2016. Never forget. Gotcha. Um, I didn't know Devers only played 120 games last year. Who else played third last year? Nunez a lot? Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of Nunez. But it was all good back then. But, like, alright, so he comes up, yeah. he hits 10 home runs... In 240 plate appearances. 
I guess he was actually kind of on the same pace last year at 21 home runs and 490. But his strikeout numbers won a game. Strikeout numbers are way down this year. I just think he's he's just locked in. He, after, after last year, you were saying like, wow, Andujar is better than Devers. But, oh, I don't know about that. Hey, well, okay. Yankees Twitter was saying, you know, laughing in your face if you're taking Devers over Andahar. Let's put it that way. Right? They were. It, yeah, yeah Andahar was up there with the... With the uh... Andahar had a great year. I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah. But... He... Yeah, nowadays... <laughs> have fun in hell, Andahar, because it's all about fucking Devers. <laughs> Devers is hitting 322 this year. That's got to be up. That might lead third baseman in the AL, honestly. Damn. Don't quote me on that. But if we want to get to uh, Red Sox, since we're on this time, we've transitioned over here. Mm-hmm. Xander Bogarts is not an all star. Corrupt. And he leads shortstops in the American League in home runs. Uh. Not average. OBP he does, slugging he does, OPS. I think that's it. But, you know, the the things you care about, home runs, OPS, OBP, run scored, I think RBI too. Xander Bogarts is your top your top guy, and he didn't even get in as a reserve. It's pretty crazy to me. That makes no damn sense, man. Is it? Do they still do final vote? No, they changed it this year, didn't they? What the fuck? Yeah, Rafael Devers leads third baseman, qualified third baseman in batting average at three twenty two. Do you know who's second? Uh it's just Thale. Yeah. He's an all star. Glaber? Nope. Glaber's a shortstop, I think technically this year. Third baseman, uh, let me think. It's freaking. Uh, I was going to say Donaldson, but he's in the fucking NL. Or Chapman. No. Chapman's hitting like 260. 21 bombs, though. And he's, he's 270, an by the way. He certainly is an all star over our boy Rafi Devers. It's not Dozier. It's certainly not. Because he's not an all star. Which is a shame. He's all star third baseman. Is he starting? Yeah. No. What? Yeah, starting all star third baseman. Is Tommy Lastella? Oh, oh that's a joke. He's a second baseman. In my mind, he's actually tied with the old Mancata. They're both hitting three hundred four. Who you just traded for? A tenth round pick. Wow. How do you feel about that today? Fine. <laughs> Didn't lose a, a second of sleep. You didn't no? cry at all. No, I'm chilling. That's sad. Whatever, I thought, dude. You know what? You made the right move probably for Josh, because Josh probably wouldn't be able to live with himself if he didn't, like, live, in, live with a uh, yone breaking out. I mean, hell, he's man? had a great year. How old is he, 22? 23? No, he's older than that now. Yone? 24? I'm saying 23. Let's yeah, see. I think it's 24. Yeah, 24. Just He's been turned, young forever. Just turned 24. 
Wow. Grow the fuck up, Yon. You struck out 217 times last year. Who's been young forever? In your mind. Yon for me. Lil Yachty. How old is this Lil Yachty? He's, he's like, what, 23? Yeah, I think he, he's got to be, right? By now he should be. I hope. I gotta know. He's always like... 20 in my mind, like in my mind, but it's not true. Well, yeah, he was born in 97. He's wow. younger than my sister. He's 21. What the fuck? There you go. You know, Zendaya is 22. That's messed up. I knew she, she was looks younger, though. Young. You guys seen the new Spider Man, by the way? No. I still have not. But I did see her new show on HBO. How is it? It's interesting. It's trippy. Did you guys watch the Edelman documentary? No, I did not yet. On HBO? I didn't either. It's on Showtime. She has here about <laughs> WEI and Alex Reamer? Yeah. Alex Reamer no. writes an article of why Edelman shouldn't have a documentary because he's boring or something like that. He's like not interesting I, enough to have a full yeah. documentary. And then they make him delete the column because they're a sponsor of the freaking documentary. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so funny. I just banged a half court shot with Trey Young. Trey Young is nasty in 2K. Oh my god, yeah. Hawks Good are going to be interesting. Pelicans are yeah. going to be pretty interesting too. True. What do you think, uh... Actually, that'll be. Ugh, I don't think they're up yet, but it would be fun to go through and even just like right now, um, see like the over unders of uh, of wins for all these NBA teams. Yeah, we should for sure do something like that this year. I don't think we did anything like that last year. This year, though, in year two, in for football too. Football would be fun. Football, yeah, dude. We gotta do all that. Yeah, hell yeah. And also next week. We should uh, revisit our MLB award picks again since it'll be the halfway point. Well, a little past the halfway point, but all-star break. Give us a little something to uh, go over. That's wild how quick season's flying by. I know. I think we're due for a fantasy um, baseball-centric podcast, too, That when we do that. Oh, yeah. I should reach out to uh, some people. Yo, hold up. Someone's fucking knocking on my door. Great. Hold on. That's not good. Be right back. <laughs> it's not good. Not good, not good. Huh. Alright, when he gets back, we should get to the confession segment, because I'm curious um, if you guys had anything for this. I thought of it the other day when I was driving home in the uh, hailstorm, actually, from basketball yesterday. I was like, get all my pregame stuff, I'm ready to rock, and I don't even get to do anything. I'm excited to hear what you, what exactly that is. <laughs> Honestly, I definitely have some stuff for golf, but for basketball, there's really not that much I do before every game besides stretch, but that's kind of lame. I don't know, we'll get to that uh, when Steve gets back, whenever that may be. Supposedly Celtics are not done, by the way. What else? Not, really? not done making moves. Caesar, this is Adam Kaufman. Um, he's saying that the Celtics are not done making moves. They're very active in trying to see what free agents 
may still shake loose in what kind of sign and trade deals could free up uh, a better chunk of money to attract a large person. Here's the here's the Which I uh, like the wording there. Attract a large person. Here's <laughs> a Tom Karen bomb from five minutes ago. According to sources, the Red Sox plan to use Nathan Ivaldi as their closer when he returns. No way. Really? According to Tom Karen. I think he's. <sighs> I I I believe it if it's from him. Yeah, that's annoying. Isn't that like? I don't like it. Like, you might as well have just signed Kimbrell out that money. I don't like it. Don't like you know it what I mean? bit. Might as well have just given him literally Evaldi's contract. I, I know that's not a entirely feasible option. No, I know option. what you're saying. But come on. The, Jeez. It's called desperation and laziness. People are freaking out. Our friend Terry Cushman is... Uh, actually, the majority of his followers, supposedly, are, um, are pro... Um, being sellers at the deadline. That doesn't surprise me. It kind of sounds like his demographic. That's wild to me. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Yeah, they... They gotta do something. They gotta... I wonder I, if they just need a shake-up, too. In terms of, uh... I guess this is, that, that would serve as a, some type of shake-up, but, like... It's... Even more like a trade of, like, someone... Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think... Like Nomar was. Shake up, shake up is a perfect term and for this, what they need to do. I don't think this is a shake up. I think this is a shuffle. I don't think they need a shuffle. Some may say shuffle and shake up are synonyms, but I disagree. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Um, what about what about if they did, if they were to to make a trade uh, and try to get, say, a bullpen arm or maybe another starter? I guess. At this point, it feels like I mean, those if are one of, the two. one of the bullpen, you kind of need another starter. Yeah, um, but like if you had to make a move uh, along those lines for not just like a nobody, um, but who who's the prospect that you're shopping? For the, Sox? the prospect that I'm shopping. That's a good question. That's not where I thought you were going with that. No, no, yeah. So who's who's like the first um, prospect off the board that Dabrowski's like? You know what? Sure, I'll I'll ship so and so off for I don't know, like a Felipe Vasquez type. Like I know you're big on him. If you're going that big, I don't think they're going to go that big. But if you do, I honestly think Chavis would be off the board first. And I know he's not really considered a prospect anymore. I know, but you think he's got to cost more than that. Come on, right? Vasquez? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying that's where I mean, I, I mean, sorry. That's no, where I mean, Chavis. They would, like, Chavis, that's, that's paying up the yin-yang for Vasquez. Oh, Chavis for – No. It's like a Freddie Sanchez situation. Uh, I don't know, dude. I think they feel really good about Bobby Dahlbeck coming up next year and replacing what Chavis is doing right now. Dahlbeck's my guy in terms of the guy that I would say that they would be shopping. It's like, okay, we got You'd give two up guys. Dahlbeck for Vasquez? Uh, I wouldn't want to. I'd try to get someone better, but at the same time, depending on... Well, who's out there that's better? No, 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 I just mean like a better situation too. It's like if we yeah. can get a lesser, not not even closer, but just like solid reliever for a lesser prospect, then I'm okay with that. Or I, if there's yeah, another... see, I I prefer to go like test the waters with Shane Green. Might be a little expensive, and I don't know if I trust him. Shane Green or like you know these B tier guys. Get like get Shane Green and get Will Smith. Those are the two guys I want to go after, personally. 
two shit teams, two guys that have had really good first halves that I think are going to give you a lot more. Not only are they going to actually give you reliable innings, but they're going to make you not use Matt Barnes four to five days every week, which is killing him. Matt Barnes is really good if he's used every other day. Obviously, the numbers don't lie. He's not good. Like, I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. He's not good in the back-to-backs, and he's especially not going to be good if last week he pitched four to five days. He's he's not going to – that's not going to fly. And that's okay if he pitches every other day if he's not your most important bullpen arm, which he is. It's just – I don't know. It's tough. It's like is – that, is that Cora making the decision? Like, I think Cora finally got a little – He's he's been testy in the last like day or so. I feel like he's kind of turned a corner. It's like I'm I'm curious how he reacts to all this because he's been so positive until I know apparently I, now. Well, you get your ass kicked by the Yankees in London. You're going to be embarrassed, right? It's going to hit some nerves. I think. Um, well, he hasn't really gotten much to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you still have to manage it well. I know. He's not. He's not. I agree. He's overusing Workman. He's overusing Barnes. They're going to be terrible in the second half because they're so overworked. Yeah, they they need. They need someone bad. Oh, you you uh you missed this when you were away, Steve. But Tom Karen tweeted out, um, Nathan Evaldi will be the closer when he gets back. What? Okay. Desperate fucking city. <laughs> That's what he said. Desperation. Don't really like it. Oh my god. I mean, if it happens, I mean, cool. He, he, he comes in throwing flames, I guess. But I don't. We need a fucking closer. That's, come on, dude. What's going on? I also don't think like. I obviously don't want to speak for Nathan Ivaldi, but I don't know if he's he'd be personally happy with that. Right. Well, I don't know. He got paid, though. He's he's making a lot of money for a closer. Plus, he sacrificed last year in terms of, like, he okay, he probably sacrificed there. money on the table to be seen as, like, a reliever instead of a, a, cl- a starter, and then we paid him starter money. So it's right. like, I think he's I think he'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I, I but, see that. But still, I, and I, 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 I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I just, I don't understand how they were not at least in the conversation with Craig Kimbrell to the point where it's like, oh, you're going to sign a three-year deal. I think the third year is an option as well. Can't confirm, nor deny. Okay. I'll look at that in a second. Um, but to at least be in the conversation to know, oh, Craig Kimbrell is going to sign a three-year, $43 million contract uh, with, I think, oh, it's three year, yes, three years, and then the fourth year is an option. Okay. Um, Come on, like, you, you kidding me? Like, you, I hope they didn't know that to a degree. As you went on, yeah, like, it's they like, couldn't negotiate that. Come on, yeah, that would have been awesome. And obviously, it's like you would have signed that in the heartbeat. I'm assuming in the off seasons, like if you knew that that's where it was going to get to. And I get that. Okay, he really tried to play a game of chicken with them and everyone else. But like, I don't know. I I, I guess it's just poor negotiation in that sense. Where it's like they must have burned bridges for him to not be like, all right, listen, guys. I'll come back if you can beat three years, 43, which I don't right. think is asinine at all. Three years, 45, oh. or even, like, I don't know, 52. Breaking I don't care. Breaking news. What? Josh Bell, another home run. Oh, wow. Let's look for some Kawhi uh, news there. 56 Side note. tonight. 
Speaking yeah. of the Kawhi news, that dude that was supposedly um, tweeted out the the Kawhi uh, to the Lakers thing. Um, I guess someone like really dug into all of his information and found out he was the nephew of Genie Bus. <laughs> the, the Lakers. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! And so all those tweets have been deleted. Oh um, no! That was the update I saw on Twitter. I, I'll I'll believe it to be true, but I just think it's hilarious. I really. It's funny. I mean, if you know. If they deleted it, we know firsthand that means it's probably true. Well, it's funny because this, this dude is probably like a, a big shot on Reddit where it's just like, okay, like people, if you what you're saying is true, like that's cool. And they're like, all right, word. But like if you tweet out something as like big as that, like Kawhi, people are going to really take a deep dive into who that person is. Yep. Right. And then that's when you get outed. <laughs> that's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping this up pretty soon because I have to go to bed. I'm sorry, guys. I have to. Yeah, let's do a confession real quick then. All right, what's a confession this week? When you played any sports or before you even play sports now, do you have any pre-game rituals? If so, what are they? Lay it on me. Uh, I did. I had one in football. I wore the same shirt. Same, same undershirt? Bucket. Yeah, undershirt. Did you wash it? Yes. All right. I did wash it, yeah. And I remember talking to someone on the team, but I don't remember who, that was like, if that's your lucky thing, then why'd you wash it? I'm like, why wouldn't I fucking wash it? I want to smell like fucking shit before a game. <laughs> but that thing was, I sweat that. I sweat through that shirt so bad. Proud of you. Thanks, man. There you go. How about you guys? You got anything, Gilly? Got some random ones. For, uh... His mic unplugged. I would usually, if it was on the bus, I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to Your listen to hold, hold on, hold on. Or anything like that. Hold on. Um, we, we missed that first part. Your mic unplugged. Now your camera's frozen. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay. no, that's my okay, bad. Okay, we're back, we're back. Okay. Um, so this is taking it back to, to high school tennis. Um, so like with how tennis works is you have singles and doubles. Yep. I was number one singles, so I was pretty pumped about that as a freshman. So to get myself pumped up on the bus, I would listen to number one by Nelly, and that would pump me up <laughs> <laughs> to okay, the like nth it. degree. So that was a weird one. And then, um, yeah, and then now for uh, for Sunday basketball, to be honest – my it's not a good ritual, but my my ritual is to usually hang out with my my family out on the boat, take a nap, read a little bit on the boat, and be like, I'm usually like three or four drink, drinks deep during the day, and then I go play basketball, which usually doesn't bode well. But at the same time, it works last year to be honest, but now this year I don't know, not so much. How about you, Oliver? What's your what's your ritual? I don't really have any for basketball. I never really have. Um. I used to wear two pairs of socks, but I don't do that anymore. But for golf, I'm pretty superstitious, ritualistic when it comes to it. Um, I don't wear spikes anymore. That was a big change for the better. So I just wear, like, spikeless golf shoes. Oh. Um, what, kind of, what kind of golf shoes, by the way? What, what do you wear? Um, Walter. Walter. Hagen's. Walter Hagen's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ooh. I was totally blanking. 
Um, I used to be, I used to have a nice pair of Nikes that matched my three wood, but they have spikes, so I don't wear them anymore. Um, Tell you what, if you want a lefty set of clubs, I have some Walter Hagen club, okay. <laughs> lefty club to match your shoes. <laughs> okay, I'll get on that. Fun fact is that happened. I switched because I forgot I was golfing. I went golfing with Sam and Josh actually a couple years ago, and I forgot my golf shoes. So I played in my sneakers, and I shot even par. So since then, I haven't worn spikes. Damn. Um, and also when I'm playing, I always have like. I'm very picky about my pockets. Might sound weird, but I always have scorecard, back left, glove, back right, ball marker, tees, divot tool, front right, and nothing in the front left. Really? Okay. Very particular. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel weird about it in the sense that it's like if I have, I usually have a, an extra ball in my left pocket, but I can't do it if it's in my right because that bothers me. Yeah, see... I don't well, other than that, it's like a free for all. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Tees okay. everywhere for me. No, no tees, divot tool, ball marker, all on the right. Do you have a ritual, just in like life, like that? Like your right pocket is, like my right pocket is my phone every day. Yeah, I got right pocket phone, left pocket wallet keys. Yep. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, I think so too. It used to be back pocket wallet though, until. I don't know. It's bad for your back, isn't saying. it? Isn't that like yeah. legit? Yeah, I think it is. It's like uneven for your spine. Yeah, something like that. Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe it'll even out my spine. What kind of wallet? Do you guys have bifold wallets? No. Try. Oh, yes. I'm a trifold guy, too. Yeah. Keep up, Steve. Actually, I did buy a trifold uh, for my Europe trip. I didn't like it. I kind of want to go to a bifold, to be honest. Like I said, it's annoying. My dad's a money clip guy. Yeah, that's I hope, cool. I hope I get there one day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Have, it's pretty that's ballsy, awesome. I know, but, but I feel like once you go money clip, if like someone sees you with it, and then the next time they're like, "Where's your money clip?" and you're like, "Nah, I'm wallet gang now." They're kind of yeah, just like true. shake your head at you. You're like, "You went back to the wallet <laughs> gang, dude. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm coming off the wad. My dad, I think Lifestyle. my dad. I think my dad has both, actually. He'll, like, he has his wallet, but he brings his money clip, like, when we go golfing or, like, when we go out. I should do that. I have a money clip. I need one. I just, I never, just don't use it. I never have cash, so I don't I don't know. I have, I I bring cash a lot, but I ne- I don't really use it. I'm, I'd rather use my card to get change and shit. I Fuck never change. have cash. All right, yeah, good talk. Good talk, yeah. Did uh, do you have any like baseball things? Uh, like rituals like that? Yeah, yeah. Like even it's just like when you went out to bat, you did this. When you went to the field, you did that. Um. Well, yeah. <laughs> what you got, Gilly? No, I used to. I not. I wouldn't do it like he does. Because I thought it would be cheesy to copy him completely, but at the same time, to get my and I, I wouldn't say it worked. Um, but when I would go up to bat in baseball, I would usually I would spit in my gloves and do it and mash it together like Poppy <laughs> in that way. It's that's like not in the same dramatic way, but I would do that because I was just like, this is gonna work. It's gonna help me get a good grip. The results weren't there, but the spit was the saliva. 
I used to do like a little like um, bat, like, like a fast little bat point thing, and like twist my wrist around, make sure my wrist was going all right before the pitch game. <laughs> I always, I always did the uh, make sure I could reach across the plate from where I was standing, like tap the other side, tap this side, <laughs> tap the yes. middle. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I can never reach the outside pitch, so I always want to make sure. All right, just in case, if I have <laughs> to reach, if I have to reach out there. My I, yeah, exactly. arms are seen. long enough. I'll swing at a pitch a foot <laughs> off the inside part of the plate, but I won't swing at a pitch on the outer half of the plate. <laughs> Just to know that you, like, if that ball does go over there, like, if they call, like, a strike on that, too, like, you know that, like, the bat could have hit it. Yeah, exactly. It's a mind <laughs> game, dude. Is it, who who'd you guys emulate your swings after? Uh, if anyone. Maybe not. If, no, maybe I no just one. had a toe tap towards the end. Yeah? Or at least my, my beginning of the stance. I shouldn't say my swing because my swing was not like him. But I used to do my, my pre-at-bat ritual was like Johnny Damon. I would. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. Like the shoulder <laughs> thing? Like the head yeah, to the shoulder? Yeah, and then I'd kind of like turn and then like, you kind of pause with the bat. And then <laughs> <Yeah. you're... laughs> and my swing was not like him. I tried that and it wasn't working at all. So I. Oh, you know, I know who mine was for sure, or who I thought of, who I thought I was every time I got in the bat, batter's box. It was I was if I was trying to get a hit, it'd be Manny. If I was trying to hit a bomb, it was Willie Mo. <laughs> and it, every single time that like I was like, I, like in my mind where I was like, I need to hit a home run right now, it was Willie Mo. So Oliver, I'm sorry, but I was Willie Mo I in the box the that Willie day. Willie Mo treatment, huh? And Chad Lewis too. I'm sorry, Chad, but it's true. Oh. <laughs> Willie Moe. So bad. I wasn't Steve in the box. It was Willie Moe. It was Willie Moe, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> present that day. <laughs> Hope that makes you feel better all over. Yeah, yeah. no, it, feel, it makes me feel great, dude. Willie Moe hit a bomb off you, man. <laughs> Speaking of bombs, fucking Eugenio Suarez hit two off me. That's just great. I mean, against me. Well, you could have had Josh Bell today, but you didn't take him. For what deal? Hey, he was, his, his name was out there. He's available. That's all. You ain't trading him for shit. Okay. Maybe I'll trade for him. I don't know. All right. I think that'll do it, though. All right. Josh sticks to us. Yeah, well, priorities. He just... Oh, I know. He what just said he? that uh, he thinks he sees Brooke Lopez, and he sent us a picture. That's a tall man. Christian, you know, like 30 bombs. That is a tall dude. And Brooke, Brooke Lopez is a confirmed Disney fan. Because one time, he and Robin, they skipped uh, a preseason practice um, at Stanford because they went to Disneyland for the day. Whoa. And I read that story recently. That story is in 2015. Shout out to the New York Times. Wow. I don't know how I read that today. Me neither. <laughs> That's crazy. But I'm sure all the Disney fans would love to hear some small state big takes. Oliver, what's your pre-podcast ritual? I actually don't really have one. Usually, what? Like it used to be like I, I would I'd get back or like I'd log on, I'd set up the stream while the stream's setting up. Just, wow, just be like chilling. Yeah, I usually have a big glass of water, but I didn't have one tonight. Same. Just realize that. Yeah, I don't really have a podcast pre-pod ritual, actually. Maybe you need one. Maybe you should take after me, and maybe it's maybe it's a move to 
the Muse Tavern in Wakefield, Rhode Island, home of 69 beers on tap. <laughs> Hashtag located in the heart of downtown Wakefield. Hashtag the Tavern is one of South County's <laughs> iconic establishments, and it's always a good, good for uh, one of their sixty-nine beers on tap before uh, nice. recording a podcast. They're active on Twitter. I noticed that recently. I was like, you know what? We should. You know who has some podcast rituals is Josh because he wears the same hat and he drinks the same beer every night. True. Shout out Whalers. Hashtag get Whalers on Twitter. See that podcast? See that uh, tr- hashtag trending tomorrow? I mean, how many brewers do you see on Twitter? That would be not the first. many. <laughs> 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 like, what do they have to say? What would they be saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't see the end game there. <laughs> We're making beer. <laughs> Another brew today. Another one another barrel they have a twitter so they thought about it at one point (laughs) they're probably just like yeah we should probably have one then you just didn't do anything about it that's oh yellow get a home run too jesus yeah steve already said that oliver yeah just just fucking all right well clearly i am having a lack of sleep and need to go to bed so that'll do it be sure to tell your grandma grandpa aunt uncle brother sister niece nephews Neighbors, cousins, 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 dad, that guy, your co-workers. Spread the news, spread the takes. We're coming off a really good a really good week numbers-wise, so let's try to keep that going. Keep up the promotion, everybody out there that's sharing it. Thank you. Keep it up. Uh, we, know, we know who you are. You know who you are. Keep spreading the love. Keep hitting that retweet. We're we we're almost to 100 followers on Twitter. That'd be huge. What are we gonna do to celebrate 100 followers? Josh probably has a great idea. Speaking of Josh, you just retweeted something from June 22nd. (laughs) 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 Just witnessed Robin and Brooke Lopez turn down a pick for a little boy at Disney World. Really hard to watch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he retweeted it too. It's like, why would you retweet that? <laughs> I'm gonna like that. <laughs> I just like the, uh, at the comment at the end too. Really hard to watch. <laughs> oh, fucking cringeworthy. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fucking awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this guy that tweeted that is just like, why are all these people showing, like, acting on this like a week and a half later? <laughs> that's awesome. What did Josh search Brooke Lopez Disney and that's what came up? Yeah. Yeah. He must have been like, is he here? Oh, he was here eight days ago. Wow. He, he's absolutely convinced that it was him. He just posted it on Twitter. Hashtag NBA Free Agency 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love to see it. I hope that'd be awesome if he didn't know that he signed with Milwaukee and he was like, I think he signed with Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it past Josh. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Did you see his caption? Yep. Just saw Brooke Lopez walk into <laughs> Villains After Hours at the Magic Kingdom. Maybe he is planning to scare some kids with that height. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Lopez diss. 
twice. <laughs> oh man! What the fuck? You love to see it. All right, with that, I'm gonna fucking say goodnight to you guys because I have to fucking hit the sheets. All right, I hear you, brother. Peace out, Grill Scouts. Peace out. Shout out, Josh Gentile. Dave Champlin, don't forget. OG. Hell yeah. Alright, peace homies.